It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. Basketball season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay and try out same-game parlay plus. So use promo code J&J and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this basketball season. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG1800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Tuesday, October 11th, and you already missed a great podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good content, baby. <laughs> they won't make it. Uh, we uh, we got a great show for you today. We're talking about the Dream on Green craziness. We're talking about doozy. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Leave Stephen A. Smith alone. And we're also having on legendary interview, Mina Kimes. 
uh, one of our favorite people in sports media uh, to talk about everything other than sports, specifically ranking fruits and snacks. So very, yeah, very excited to kick off the distinguished Hard speakers having undistinguished conversations uh, speaker series. Very smart people talking about dumb shit. There that's you go. Our whole, that's our. <laughs> That's our brand, baby. <laughs> As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my buddies, LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And I'm Guardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Tyler, I almost forgot your fucking Twitter name for a second there. That's how... How dare you? How dare he you? He was for... going to say Dragonfly Jones, and then he forgot and said LeJethro Jenkins, and then remembered and then said you, because I heard the hiccup. That's high-key true. And I, but I, and I was about to say, and then there's Tyler, and then I was like, wait a minute, don't I have to say some other shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough situation. Uh, all right, but Monday, baby. before we start, got it horror night till three a.m. G. We, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Irresponsible. Looking for my family, bro. You know we have a fucking podcast this morning, dude. You're gonna lose your fucking family, bro. dude. Where's your family, bro? Before we start the pod, we got to hear from Jimmy from LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. My personal hiring stories and experiences that can relate back to LinkedIn Jobs are many and varied. What an incredible service LinkedIn Jobs has been to help me at my small business and filling jobs that we are trying to fill. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you wanna to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J&J. That's linkedin.com slash J-A-N-D-J to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Gentlemen. Let's talk about Draymond Green. This entire thing happened since the last time we recorded. The video dropped. There was a reaction to the video. There was the reporting by our good friend Marcus Thompson about the reaction to the video being leaked. Uh, there was Draymond's apology uh, press conference. Uh, and let's just start with the video. Obviously hit the internet. 10 seconds is pretty, I mean, it's a pretty insane 10 seconds. What was your guys' first thought watching the video? Draymond went too fucking far. Like, it's, it's that simple. And, and I want to be clear. You know, this is not a violence is not the answer podcast. You know, I've been, all three of us that. believe. Yeah, all three of us firmly believe that violence is often the answer in certain situations. Right. And, I, and I, I'm a firm believer, too, that sometimes there ain't shit that can if, if some homies got some static. There's nothing that, that besides a squabble that can, you know, iron some shit out. Fight so it I, out, baby. Y- yeah. Right. Right. I got a funny ass story about my homies fighting, too. I'll, I'll tell you all after this, but uh, <laughs> I'll share with the class later. But uh, <laughs> but 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 this shit was was bro. It was it was too far fucking far like you know and 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 everyone who are who's defending draymond is like 
well, you know, he pushed him. What should he expect? Bro, first of all, Draymond walked up on that man. He initiated all of this, right? And second of all, it's 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 a different dynamic with teammates rather than like a stranger at the bar. Like if a stranger gets in your shit at the bar, you push him. Of course, you should be uh, prepared for a tussle. It's a different dynamic with basketball, bro. Sh- uh, shit talking followed by a little shove. That is routine shit in basketball that we rarely see return with punches. And that shit was just not normal. That was not a normal reaction, not in the realm of basketball. Bro, like, if you're in a, in a bar, you got to make sure you get home, right? You know what I'm saying? There's safety there. So if somebody push you, you swing on them because you're trying to make sure you get to the crib. I ain't got no time. I don't know who the fuck you are. You a stranger. I'm going to knock your ass out and take my ass to the crib. I ain't got no time for the, for the fuck shit. Bro, Jordan Poole is 70 pounds lighter than this motherfucker, and he knows he ain't about that shit for real, bro. Jordan Poole pushed him because the man got in his face. Jordan didn't want none of that shit. It was completely unnecessary to hit him like that. And then also, Jordan Poole was looking away, hands by his waist, and he steals off on him? That's fuck shit, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't even square off with the man. You feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, he was pushing to get space. Right. Like, bro, you in my face. He made him push him. You feel what I'm saying? So, dog, I just, I don't, there's, there's, there's just no excuse for it. There's just no excuse for it, dog. And like you said, sometimes you got to punch a motherfucker. That wasn't a situation, too. And in a video prior, you was talking about how Jordan Poole talks shit and how he likes that shit. That's you know what I mean? That's so how he other way made for the league. So, yeah, right. right for, made for the league. So, now when it's the other way around, you want to punch a motherfucker in the face? That makes me think there's something else. You know what I mean? It can't just be about this situation because that don't make no damn sense to me. There had been some reporting that there was, like, shit talk and then Jordan Poole pushed Draymond and then Draymond punched Jordan Poole. That made me envision the events happening a certain kind of a way. And the video played out a very different way. Because when you hear there was shit talk and then Jordan Poole pushed Draymond, you assume that Jordan Poole is the one who's sort of initiating it, right? That he's moving towards Draymond. When you watch the video, you can almost see the moment when Draymond decides, all right. And because the the way he walks him down is forcing him to push him because if he doesn't, he's going to be pinned against the fucking wall in about two seconds. So he pushes him like, all right, man, that's a fucking enough. Like quit playing. And then like you say, looks away like, all right, like, well, I'm not trying to do, get into any shit with Draymond. I'm just trying to talk shit in practice or whatever. And then the fuck is, I mean, look, there's been a lot of argument on Twitter about what constitutes a sucker punch or not, bro. You punch a man who's not looking at you to me. I, sorry. That's a fucking sucker punch. Yeah. And especially when you, especially when you know you have heavy fucking mitts like Draymond does, you leave your back foot like Mookie Betts swinging for the fucking fences with perfect form. And he knew, and he knew in the moment he hit him too hard because he also caught him before he could fall down and hit his head on the wall. Cause that could have been some ugly shit, dog. And, and look, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, like you said, this is a, we are not a, an anti-violence podcast, but you sock, the, you sock someone in their face as hard as that you can when they're not paying attention. That a teammate? Unintended, a teammate? unintended shit comes of that. Right. And, 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 yeah. And, and, and that's where we bro? needed Judd Apatow with, with, with the he could have killed him comment. Right. Like, like that would have been applicable there. Also, someone said that uh, Draymond knocked homie out and then grabbed him before he hit the ground like he was uh, an action movie star taking out a tower of bad guys, which was funny as fuck. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it's it's yeah, that was some real dangerous shit, man. That was like that was not a routine basketball scuffle, bro. And people right. want to talk about, you know, these is grown men and all that shit. Well, when another grown man tried his ass in Delilah, where was that at? You feel Ooh. me? You know what I'm saying? You, if you got heavy mitts, why don't you use them on another heavy nigga? You feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, that's some bully shit. You feel me? Yeah. So, hey, I I, I want, like, I don't, I don't really fuck with that. I don't really fuck with a motherfucker that's your size fucking with you, and then you punch a motherfucker that's 70 pounds lighter than you on some, on some like, like you know, that, that, ain't, that ain't it, bro. 
Um, that ain't it, dog. I think the other thing that it just, I, I mean, it just, it sucked for everyone involved, obviously, that the video got out, but it was like simultaneous to this reaction of like, damn, I'm really bummed out because I like I like Draymond a lot. I was bummed out by the video just as a someone who's a fan of his and the way he moves like on and off the court. It also sucks for Jordan Poole, <laughs> who like, I mean, that's just a shitty day on Twitter, bro. Some, someone tweeted something about you got knocked out in front of the bitches, like in bro, front of the, bad the baddies were watching. It sucks, had, bro. It the bro, whole thing I had fucking women sucks. hitting me up that I never talked about basketball ever. Sam. They said shit talking about Jordan Poole. I'm like, damn, he really got knocked out in front of the baddies. Everybody's seen this. People who video. weren't on Twitter saw that video within 30 minutes of it going up. That's when you know shit is just Facebook like a had level. the video. Holy shit, Meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you reach, once you reach the depths it. of Facebook, man, it's over for you, dog. It's over with, dog. Um, no. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just interested at where they go from with, here with with Draymond because there's gonna come a point. I mean, you, know, you can say we're there now, where Draymond's production does not match, you know, what they're paying him. But Draymond is in a unique situation where he, I'm, he's very well aware. Everyone in the league is very well aware that. He his worth is max his value is maximized in Golden State where it will not be with any other team, right? So he's got that working for him. But look, if 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 the if the Warriors want it out, if they want to get from under that, you know, you can you can flat out trade that man. You won't lose him in the offseason for nothing. So I'm sure it's, that's probably being a discussion that's being had right now. And also for, for for Draymond from a career perspective, like I think we all envision Draymond being the old head who was going to be the, the the mentor to the young guys when he's not the productive guy on the court. Mm-hmm what does where does he go with that from now like this is a major black eye on on that on his resume in regards to that next step that he wanted to take but i don't know maybe maybe he'll he'll bounce back from this maybe he'll work through it but like i said this is a real big black eye on that resume in regards to that next step he was going to take i mean and then we're looking at the future uh of the warriors jordan Poole is the future of the warriors you know what i'm saying like he's he's the future you know what i mean he's not about to get 150 of them things you know what i'm saying and and if and if like if 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 i'm if i'm jordan Poole. I'm never gonna fuck with a respect the motherfucker that did me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if it comes to who's like who needs to be, if 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 I'm asked the question of of of, of do I want this man on the team? Come on, bro. If it's me or him, it's Jordan Poole. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's if it's J- Jordan Poole, the Draymond is Jordan Poole. G. So like, for sure, I can see them conversations being had because you know Draymond has been he's a Hall of Famer. You know, the Defensive Player of the Year, uh, uh, multiple time All Star, all of that. He ain't that right now. You know what I mean? If you're looking for the future, you know, we appreciate you, but Jordan Poole is that. So, I, hey, I, I could definitely see them conversations being had. And if I'm Jordan Poole, I want them conversations to be had because I'll never fuck with that dude again. Ain't no damn way if I'm Jordan Poole. Let's talk about um, uh, let's talk about the, the, le- the leak itself before we get to Draymond's apology and then I really want to talk about um, Marcus Thompson's piece and Steph Curry's comments in that piece. Um, the video leaked. You know, it got to TMZ. TMZ is who pays money for that stuff, uh, obviously, and they pay a lot of money. There were a lot of conspiracy theories flying around the day that it dropped, like, you know, the Warriors had done this intentionally, whatever else. Like, I just want to say the math is easy as fuck, especially if you know people who work in pro sports at the bottom tier level. Those are minimum wage jobs. Someone who's making under $50,000 a year had access to that video. And I guarantee TMZ is offering that person at least a year's salary <laughs> to leak the fucking video. So yeah. a, a lot of these people don't give a fuck about basketball. 
if you, I mean, again, and like a ton of my friends from high school were ushers at Staples Center and shit afterward. Like a lot of them didn't give a fuck about Shaq and Kobe. It's just like, it's easy work to do. You can set your own schedule. You could do it as a side hustle when you're working another job or you're going to college, whatever. And someone has access to that video room that put this shit out there. This is not fucking Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, like trying to undercut Draymond. This is just, in my opinion, simple. 50000 100000 $200,000, whatever. So I saw one report said that, that, that TMZ, for videos that get this many plays, is paid up to a million dollars for footage like this. Like, this is a simple transaction. And quite frankly, it's something that pro sports teams are going to have to figure out with the way they fucking treat lower level employees if they don't want there to be leaks like this shit. Because I would have leaked the fuck out of that video. God, I'm making no $40,000 a year trying to live in the in the Bay Area right now, bro. <laughs> that math is easy as fuck. I love basketball. And that motherfucker would have been in their hands before the night was up. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Dog, I can watch that shit on TV. I ain't got to be in a damn arena <laughs> for, for the type of money they talking about. Come on, man. It's Like you said, it's easy, man. Um, I will say this, though. I'm, I don't believe that the Warriors leaked it, but I will say the one thing that works to your credit if you're a Warriors leaked a conspiracy theorist is there's no sound on it. Right. Because if if, you know, there's reports saying that 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 Jordan Poole said, you know what it is in regards to you know, I'm going to get extended and get that bag and, and, you know, take some money from you. Like that was the implication there. So, like, if the Warriors did leak that and they took the audio out because that makes that situation messy for the Warriors, all, you know, that contract shit talking. But this just makes Draymond look bad. But I don't believe the Warriors did it. But like I said, if you wanted to be a Warriors leak, the conspiracy theory, I think that is like what you hang your hat on. I think it's more likely someone's in a in a video closet playing it muted filming it with their phone but yes for sure yeah. that, that that i mean yeah, obviously because yeah. that that exchange i mean depending on how down the rabbit hole of fucking you know masculinity politics you are that the <laughs> the words exchanged prior obviously were uh, were important also if you know what it is like still doesn't result that dude get your game up g <laughs> get in the lab <laughs> my nigga like you feel me like well, Bruh, let's, like you know what it is. That's some other shit. Let me let me let me flip the order here, actually, because I think that that perfectly plays into Marcus Thompson's um, excellent story for the Athletic. If you haven't read it, specifically talking about Marcus. yeah, and shout out to Marcus. He's been on the show. We we all <laughs> love him. Um, he's literally Tyler's dog. Like that's 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 he's my dog. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. Dog. Um, but he, you know what the, um, the screenshot of this that was really going around was also, I agree the part of the, um, the article that was most impactful was talking about like the concept of the big homie. And you said it, that's what Draymond was headed towards, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be Draymond green, ferocious defender, rebounder, scorer, transition into being the big homie transition into being Charles Barkley jr. Right? Like that's the, that's the 50 year plan for Draymond. And when you sock the shit out of an up-and-comer, not because he was stepping to step for something, but because he was taking money out of your pocket, that's not big homie fucking behavior, bro. No, that's, I, I mean, like, that's devious, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, that's the opposite of being the protector or being the guy who's, like, the mentor figure. So that that was, like, I thought Marcus hit it on the head, and obviously he has some quotes from – from Steph that were some, you know, I honestly surprising to me, but what, what did you guys think of the piece and, and uh, sort of the behind the scenes view that he gave? It was a phenomenal piece. You know, like I tweeted out that there's no one whose opinion on this I'd rather read than Marcus, right? Because mm -hmm. Marcus is, is, I think this whole situation, you know, 
um, besides Marcus, you know, it, it showed the value of beat reporters. Right. Like the Golden State has had some of the best beat reporters in the league and they've all been doing a great job, you know, Marcus mm-hmm. especially. But, um, yeah, it, w- it was a really good piece that, you know, of course, explored the dynamics of, you know, like I mentioned, of what they were expecting from Draymond moving forward. You know, as he kind of enters, you know, the, the latter years of his career as being the big homie, being the OG. And now, you know, that reputation is like in the balance now. But there was a quote from Steph that really stuck out to me when when Steph said, you know, I want to be clear. JP didn't do anything that warranted this. And that quote might sound benign in a vacuum, but Steph is a really guarded dude who does not let us in family business. You know what I'm saying? Like he gave us the cliche, yeah, this is what happens. You know, tempers flare. We'll get through this. We're family. Mm-hmm. He gave us all that cliche shit. But for him to flat out say Draymond was wrong, we don't, like I said, we, he's a guarded dude who doesn't let us in like that. I thought that was a very fucking big quote from Steph. He doesn't take sides, and he clearly right. took a side here with this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that quote was big. But, yeah, man, I, 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 I mean, I, the, the piece was great. You know what I mean? And, and the behind the scenes of it and, and reading about, like, the, his, like the big homie shit. Because that big homie, like, bro, you could be the big homie till you're fucking 40, dog. So you might not get that bag up front, but you can be that big homie in the bench. We saw you that. Udonis. Uh, Udonis ain't played basketball in, in seven years. Bro, that nigga, ain't, that nigga ain't, bro, he don't do shit in the offseason. He be on, probably be on the boat chilling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he he the big homie. He's respected and he's loved. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that was was where Draymond was heading. But when you knocking out a 24 year old 70 pounds lighter than you, dog, like bro, you know what I'm saying? That's not big homie behavior at all. So no. hey man, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But I I love the piece. I love the piece. I, I you know I also think that the that transition from being up and comer, ferocious competitor to being a mentor, that, that actually is a real life parallel to sports that, that I think a lot of people experience. And I've gone through that in my career. I make, you know, one, one millionth what NBA players make, but I also think that kind of makes it more realistic because someone taking money out of my pocket is a little different than someone taking money out of a multi-billionaire's pocket. And like when I was an up and coming sports writer in Long Beach, I was like the most, I was like, like annoyingly competitive. Like I'm on kill mode. I want to cover everything. I'm going to work 80 hours a week. I'm no one's breaking a story over me, all this other shit. I'm almost four. No one's working harder than Mark, Mike Gardabas. Like posting on Facebook, <laughs> Michael, just finishing work 2.30 in the morning. Right. Like these old ass fucking sports writers went to yeah. bed four I'll hours ago. I'll sleep when I'm dead, you clown. <laughs> so I'm almost 40 now. And I, it took me a couple of years in my mid thirties to realize if I'm treating 23 year olds the way that I treated 50 year olds when I was 23, I'm a fucking prick because my job, when mm. someone comes up to me and tells me, man, I've been reading your stuff since I was a kid, my dad, never, like whatever, whatever. It's my job to be a mentor to that person. It's my job to open a door for that, but it's not my job to kill everyone younger than me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not like that's for Vikings or Game of Thrones or some shit. That's not for being <laughs> a professional who's a good person in the way that I think Draymond is and considers himself to be. You know what I mean? So. And and you, it, there just has to be that switch. And I think that's the thing that makes this potentially being at root about jealousy so much darker. You know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. kind of my takeaway from it. Yes, yes, for sure. And also jealousy. Like, dog, talking about us like, bro. We old as fuck, you know what I mean? How and, and we when well, we doing our thing at, at the moment, you feel me? But like we came from like nigga, we was doing this shit for free, talking on fucking, you know, through fucking that people said Campbell soup cans and shit. You feel me? <laughs> right. and, but, but like when people ask to do pot, do we ever be like, okay, this is you know, like this if it's is but they have us. eight followers, right. bro. Okay. 
uh, well, maybe we, I, I know it's a long shot, but no, it's not a long shot, nigga. <laughs> well, we, we are, we want to help out the young folks. But, but I think like, similarly when people say like, you know, look, people say nice stuff to us. And I think all three of us have the same reaction of like our podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what we do you mean our podcast yeah, meant something to you? We don't you know? feel, you know what I mean? But, but, it's just but like, when people I don't know, say so. that to you. And if you are it like, yeah. and in Draymond's case, when you are like saying that about yourself, that this is the role you want on the team, that comes with a responsibility that's a different moral thing than just being a guy who's like shopping at Target. You know, like it, it comes with responsibility. And and he he sort of, I don't know, he kind of threw that away in my opinion. We would never do that. <laughs> never. <laughs> I just said somebody for genuine love for people that, they're coming up and want them to fucking win. I couldn't imagine looking at somebody. I mean, dude, like, there's, you know, there's, I I, I mean, it's mostly family, so it's a different dynamic. You know what I'm saying? But, like, my little brother is, you know, probably the difference in size between Draymond and Jordan Poole. You know what I mean? He's done some wild shit, way worse than what fucking, and I would never <laughs> punch that motherfucker in his face. You know, and y'all know what that motherfucker be on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I probably is well in my right to knock that little nigga out of time. You feel what I'm saying? But never, because there's genuine love. And there's people like my, like the, I told Age on time, bro, I said, bro, you could punch me in my face, I wouldn't fight you. Why would I do that to you? You know what I'm saying? There are certain people that you have love for, you respect for, you ain't going to do that shit. And I just can imagine, like, I got squabbles with teammates in high school. We were high school. You're you a grown-ass adult, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just don't see that. I can't. It's just hard to respect seeing somebody knock out a motherfucker who is eight years younger than him for saying some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like saying some saying shit that you would have said to him, bro. That, that yeah. he that he would have said to do an exact same thing he would have done. You know what I'm saying? And for something yeah. he said he respect prior, respected prior, because you know what it is. That is, you know what it is. Okay. Well, like let's show, show you know, like there's a different ways of going about that. Need you the big homie, you pull him to the side, like bro, you crossing boundaries, my G. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you the big homie, like bro, you might grab him, like to show him what. Like, I, you know, I put my hands, on you know what I'm saying? Like to let a nigga know this is what you fucking with. You know what I'm saying? But to straight knock a motherfucker out, that's a different level, dog. You know, I've, I've, I've had big homies put their hands on me when I was young on some other shit. Like, little nigga. You know what I'm saying? They spare, I had some niggas spare me, you feel me, when I was younger talking shit to OGs. You feel what I'm saying? Out hooping and shit. You know what I mean? But that's big homie movement. You know, I'm out here talking my shit, and he like, I put their hands on me like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this ain't what you want. You right. I don't want that. <laughs> you feel me? Let's stick to hooping. You feel me? You're absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. Right, you, you know what I'm saying? He's 32. I'm like 18 out here woofing. Nah, bro, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you right. Cool, but that's big homie shit. There's a way to put a motherfucker in a place. We, a lot of us been there. We out here. And that's what they're talking about. On you both sides never, of the dynamic. Right, both right, sides right of exactly. Dynamic. Both, yes, both sides, right. right? To put my, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we all, you know what I mean? But we talking about you ain't playing competitive sports. No, we have. And we have had motherfuckers put our hand, their hands on us and we calmed the fuck down. Draymond went straight to knocking that nigga out. That ain't how you move, bro. That's not how OGs move. That ain't it, dog. That ain't it. Especially in that yeah. situation. You feel me? Like this ain't you that, ain't ain't no ain't, you ain't unsafe. Paul can't do shit to you. You know what I mean? How you you know what I'm saying? What what what's what's what was necessary about that shit? You had to knock the nigga out because he said something you didn't like. That's a, that's a, that's ain't tough. That's sensitive. That's the opposite of tough. You feel what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I'm on yeah, one right now, but no, no. <laughs> God, he's speaking some real shit, but it's it's just all the people who say you know fights happen all the time. This wasn't a fight, bro. 
<laughs> like, like Jordan Poole did not want to fight that man. This was bullying on on Draymond's part. And for all the people who said, you know, this happens all the time. Well, when the fuck? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure fights happen all the time in practices. I'm sure that's that's the case. But when have we ever seen some um, a fucking team announce that you know there was there was a physical altercation so bad in in their practice that you know we are we're, we're going to discipline Draymond uh, and, and we're going to discipline a player in some way? Did they the Golden State hopped out in front of this before, before the footage the video was, released. was released? Right, right. right. That's not normal, dog. Well, and yeah, also, well, man, y'all yeah. talking about fights happen all the time. Y'all niggas work desk jobs, just like us. We here front of a fucking <laughs> fights don't happen all. Quit talking that shit. Well, bro. well, 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 listen. And if fights happen all the time, and and there's a difference between NBA dudes bumping chests, pushing each other. That's a disagreement. You know what I'm saying? Right. And those happen all the time. But if, but if but those straight, happen all the time, we know NBA people don't fight. We seen them niggas getting right. knocked out on the, on uh <laughs> on, on, on Twitch all the goddamn time. Whatever the fuck, you feel me? But you've Come got on, man, you, fight. you've got the team's reaction. You have Steph's reaction of wanting to be really clear that he thought it was inappropriate. And then you also have Damian Lillard being asked like, basically, at, he's he was asked, "Quote: Is it unusual to see a teammate throw a punch?" And he said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he said, I think it's become a thing in the NBA where it's like no one's going to do anything. Everyone's always quick to say that someone does someone does something it's the end of the world. But he said he's like, I haven't had a situation like that where I said, you know, someone like that was just getting socked like that, like out of fucking nowhere. So, you know, and he did also say, he said, hey, but, you know, if someone puts his hands on someone and pushes them. You should expect something to happen. Fair enough. But it's not that wasn't what the video showed, in my opinion. So, um, okay, last last thing on this topic to talk about was Draymond's uh, apology press conference. Um, your guys' thoughts on that? I thought was there I an apology there? Fucking, on this <laughs> right? I thought that two minute tirade he went on about you know the the You're fucking of an film old man yelling at the sky. <laughs> right? Yeah, that fucking tirade that he went on where he was, you know, shifting blame to the fucking film dude who leaked it or whatever. I thought that was so fucking unnecessary. We weren't there to talk about that, dude. Like, okay, someone asked you a question. All you had to do was say, "Yeah, it's fucked up. It got out, but you know, I don't want to shift the blame. This but this was on me." That's all it had to be, bro. This motherfucker went on a fucking 2-minute rant about that shit. When the majority of the apology is talking about the fact that it was released and not talking about your actions. You know, he said that he was wrong. He admitted that. I, you know what I'm saying? But, like, if I'm apologizing to somebody and then, like, like t- making excuse, like, based upon the angle of me knocking him out, it looked bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? With no audio look back. These are all excuses. And if I'm, like, t- if I'm talking to my wife, you know what I'm saying, trying to apologize with somebody, and I'm bringing all the excuses, she's like, that ain't an apology. Because it's not an apology. When you apologize, you're talking about your actions. And you apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you stand up, you know, hey, this is what I did and I was wrong. Apology doesn't come with a bunch of excuses. You know what I'm saying? Not one that seems genuine. And Tyler has mentioned, you know, dude, Draymond's always seemed genuine. And that's what we love about Draymond. Is that we gonna get the truth and how it really feels? And I think and we and like, I think we got the truth and how we really felt from the press conference. Exactly. And that's yeah. Exactly. And that, and that that's what bothered me about it. Um, you know, and he did a, he, he started with the apology, seemed contrite, whatever. But the the tirade where he called the the videos released bullshit, and he was talking about how much he appreciates the warrior. That bothered me less than him pointing out because he did it a couple times. Him pointing out that you can't hear the audio. That that to me is the one where it's like. I don't re- I'm not really buying like take sports out of it. This is a, this is a politician apologizing right now. Right. Am I buying this apology of someone saying essentially saying you're not really getting the full story of what happened here? I don't buy it. It just doesn't seem 
I, I, I don't feel that that's a genuine apology if you're if you're hedging it in multiple different directions. That's my that was my takeaway from it. Wholeheartedly agree. Like like I said, you know, just just the blame shift in there. Like it that wasn't what that you were there for, bro. You know what I'm saying? You were there to own your shit, which you did. But but you know, you know, like like I said, sincerity has never been an issue with Draymond. He has always been sincere, he's always been genuine, he's always been real. The problem with with, with Draymond is you keep fucking up. Like, who cares about how sincere your apologies are if this is repeated behavior on your part? You know what I'm saying? It's It's been this way since, like, fucking 2016. It's been this way since, you know, you fucking blew up on, on KD a couple years later, you know? So, and, and now you're, you're fucking literally trying to take the head off of that franchise's future. Like, bro, who gives a shit about how sincere your apologies are? Stop being a fucking dickhead. Like, can you do that? Can you, <laughs> you, 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 you said yourself the only way to show that, that your apology is sincere is changed action. I don't think we've seen any changed action from Draymond over the course of the fucking last six, seven years. All right. And this is, and it's come from dudes that like big Draymond fans before all this mm-hmm. shit. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, dog, we, I mean, we don't fuck with the Warriors, but we fuck with the players. <laughs> you know, I love right. watching Steph Curry play. I love Jordan Poole play. I'd have a jersey if Jordan Poole was on the Warriors. Draymond, we've always talked about Draymond. Draymond's you know my exact how, how kind moved. of basketball player. You know what I mean? You know what I'm like, like as know, a sports right, exactly. writer, that's the exact personality that I love the most. And I was so happy. Like I was physically bothered by all of the like, oh, look at how bad his production is in the playoffs or whatever. When they won the championship, I was happier for Draymond than I was for anyone else. It was like, yeah, defense still matters. You get into the playoffs and that giving a fuck shit still matters. Like, I love all that about basketball. You know what I mean? I love about that about Draymond. How important he's been to that team, especially, you know, even when his numbers weren't there. But, dog, we can't jump. We going to jump here and not tell the truth. I'm just, we just ain't never did it. that and we ain't going to do that today. Fuck you mean. All right. Speaking of truth telling, let's talk about Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you the story about my homie squabbling. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. I won't take too long. This story is funny as fuck. <laughs> First off, this shit only happened like three years ago or so, right? At our very big ages. Because, you know, like I said, sometimes there's static between the homies where ain't shit going to resolve it but a squabble. You know what I'm saying? So sure. it was it, it was two of my homies. Um, <laughs> my, my niggas got some nicknames, as y'all already know, right? So it, it was one night. We all in the car. We five deep, right? That was the first fucking mistake. We are too fucking old too, to be riding in a backseat. You're too old for someone to deep. sit bitch, bro. Right? For sure. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was my dog Kwame was driving. My, my dude, Foodie, was, was riding shotgun. I was in the back with my homies for Fat Nose and Bundles, right? And Fat Nose and Bundles, it's been some some tension between them for a few years, right? <laughs> Who right? created the, the, Fat the, the, Nose? Did Bundles create <laughs> Fat Nose? So he's been mad ever since? <laughs> right? So, so, so it's been some tension between them for a minute where, you know, the jokes ain't really jokes when they throw them at each other. You, 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 y'all know how it is, you right? Feel it. So anyway. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's like 3 in the morning. We all faded. We going to Waffle House. And fucking Fat Nose and Bundles, they get into it. They get into a little shoving match or whatever. And Kwame was dropping. Speaking of nicknames, Kwame, his real name is Larry. And we just call him Kwame because he looks like the African from Captain Planet. Like I said, my homie's got some motherfucking nicknames. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, they start tussling in the back, right? Because we all cramped up. Motherfuckers, is, you know, tempers are flaring or whatever. Kwame pulls that motherfucker over. He's like, hey, y'all got to get out, man. So they get out. They start squabbling. They get their issue, right? During the whole fucking tussle. One of the homies' pockets dump out, right? So it's like, you know, his wallet, his phone, his keys, and there's like a roll of Mentos, right? 
And so after they after they finished squabbling, my dog Foodie was like one of the funniest motherfuckers <laughs> on the planet. Like top two, not two. Just one of those dudes who's unintentionally hilarious. And and one of the funniest things about him is like the way he talks. He talks like this, man, right? Like so like yeah, everything he say gonna be funny, man. He wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 after after the squabble. You know, Foodie's giving him the motherfucking family matters. Hey, all right, man, y'all got that shit off y'all chest. Y'all brothers, man, go ahead, dap that shit up, man. And, and right, like, and, and, and so, you know, he's, he's, he's talking him up like that. And, and then he goes to the, to, you know, to the shit that dumped out of the homie's pocket. He's like, hey, and, and, and come on, man, one of y'all done dropped all y'all shit, man. You, you know, come get your shit. And then he just stops. And he looks up and he, and he says, and who the fuck had Mentos, man? <laughs> And he said, y'all motherfuckers have Mentos and ain't offer me none, man. And, and he picks up the roll of Mentos. He pops one. And he's like, that's what I'm saying, man. So he's chopping down on the Mentos and giving the motherfucking speech. Like, we brothers, man. You know, this shit gonna happen, man. But, hey, you know, dap that shit up. We gonna keep it moving while he's chopping down on these Mentos that dumped out of the homie's pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, sometimes a squabble is the only thing that will resolve shit. Like I said, we are not anti-violence in the least bit. But, yeah, that was a funny-ass fucking story. Hey, this ain't funny, but let me tell you how I got spared, though, so y'all know I'm really a blessed motherfucker, man. So I was in the, we was in the gym. Uh, I, was, I was in college at the time. I had to be, like, 21. The dude was, like, three years older than me. You know what I mean? And he was, like, this motherfucker was a bench-pressing-ass nigga. You know what I mean? Like, your motherfucker for bench-press 300 pounds. You feel me? I'm still at the, but I'm, I'm arrogant. You feel me? I feel like I can, I was fighting my, you know, my, my stepdad growing up, so I feel like I can knock anybody out. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fuck it. I if I, I've been whooped before, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it. We gonna see what happens. So, like, you know, uh, we, uh, he was following me because he couldn't really fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? We, we was hooping, you know, probably because he's a bench-pressing-ass motherfucker. And so then he was following me too much, so I kind of got in his face and shit. So we pushed each other, and he was like, and, and I was talking a bunch of shit, you know what I mean? Like, and he kind of walked away. And I'm like, okay, I thought I kind of like, you know, yeah, nigga, you know what I'm saying? So we was cool, right? But, you know, that was that situation happened. So, like, probably like a year later. We like fake slap boxing and shit, right? So I do the like little the jab and then go for the leg shit on some joking shit, right? And he pushes my head down. And, I'm, and he like fake punches me. I'm like, nigga, I ain't never seen what the fuck was that? He had my whole shit like controlling my head. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I was embarrassed. Like, nigga, what the fuck was that? He's like, yeah, I used to fight Golden Gloves back in the day. I said, nigga, you would have whooped my ass, bro. And he just laughed. <laughs> and kept it, and we kept moving. And I said, this nigga spared me. <laughs> you feel me? And that was multiple times, too. So, yeah, bro, when it, if you a big homie, you cool and shit, that's how you moving. You know what I mean? He knew he could right. whoop the brakes off me in front of everybody. But he didn't give a fuck and move, you know what I'm saying? Talk a little shit, we pushed, and he walked away. You know what I mean? That's, and that's what I'm used to, you know what I'm saying? That's some real shit. But anyway. Yeah. I've been spared a couple times though. Ain't the only time. <laughs> anyway, let's keep. John's going. mouth has worked like this since he was a fucking two year old, so I can imagine. Bro, he's been my mom always said, times, "Bro, bro. I, I'm a, I, show, I sent y'all a picture of that nigga TD, that football nigga. I don't know if I showed y'all that nigga, bro. The dude that, bro, this nigga." Oh, that, that was him? I sent you that picture when I was in yeah. high school. We used to wear big clothes. We was hooping and shit. So niggas didn't know what niggas had up under their clothes. You feel right. me? We hooping. He fouling. I'm talking shit. I get in front of his face and shit. I'm, I, this is my third This is my third week at the school. We in gym and shit. Talking shit. He a little shorter than me. So I'm like, I'm going to just stick him real quick and whatever, right? And so uh, he was. So I'm joking and shit. I'm, 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 I'm talking shit. And he, he trying to joke like, oh, we cool. We cool. And so... Probably six months later, I see him bitch pressing. I'm trying to bitch like a 35 on each side. 
This motherfucker got 225, like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like this. We in 10th grade. I think we in 10th, like, we in 9th grade, 9th to 10th grade at the time. Anyway, I'm like, damn, I didn't know that either. Also, I found out everybody was whooping was, was, was his cousins. So he would have whooped me, oh, and I would have got motherfucking jumped, nigga. And <laughs> yeah. he spared my ass, you feel me? So I, I, I've been lucky to, like, you know. Yep, whew, for sure. Which shit could have got, you know what I mean? So Had it not been for the Lord. Had it not been for the Lord, I don't know why he did it. Cause I was three weeks into the school, I was a new nigga, and he was like, "Nah, we cool, we cool." Laughed it off. He would have did me too, dirty anyway. But I won some too, though. But I got lucky though. I, yeah. I had to put that in there because I'm. Like, <laughs> I won a few, nigga. But anyway. All right, let's talk about. Uh, I think we talked about Stephen A. Smith uh, last week, but I wanted to bring up his tweet about. Someone coming up to that man at Disney World, filming him, to ask him if he eats ass. People, have you lost your goddamn mind? Let that man be a fucking Disney World, bro. Come on. Nah. Ask him. <laughs> this, this thing, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, and I, I think the unspoken part is he was probably on a date, right? You know what I'm saying? Stephen A doesn't have any kids. He was probably with a, with a yeah. nice little mommy. And, and so, Stephen A, dude, first of all, do you eat ass, bro? <laughs> like, how you got like your ass to... eating, Stephen A? Yeah. Did she eat Stephen your ass, Stephen A? Stephen you A? Your ass? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he said, he, he, yeah. he re quote tweeted the video where he had said it's private, asking if he'd ever gotten his ass eaten. And he tweeted, please, y'all, never happened in my life, never will. No woman has ever done that to me. Just silly. Lesson learned. Here is what's not silly. Some dude with his camera on yelling that at me in front of a bunch of children at Disney World yesterday. We've lost our way. <laughs> Hashtag sad. We have, we have ass-eating discord is tearing apart the fabric of our society. Right. It's, it's, it's yep. left Twitter. It's left the internet, and now it has hit real life. You know what I'm saying? I might not have spared someone if I'd have had my kids at fucking Disneyland and someone's chasing a celebrity around next to me asking me if he fucking eats ass in front of my toddlers, though, bro. I might have fucking... <laughs> you gonna put your paws on them? You gonna put your paws on them? Man, take that shit to Big not very far, bro. We're not doing that at Disneyland. Come on. <laughs> Rather would be hurt here. You talk about Knott's Berry. That's her youth. <laughs> That's Char's youth, too, bro. You know, I, it's, yeah, you know yeah. we, we come up in life and, you know, like fucking... <laughs> we Disney people now. We Disney folk. <laughs> uh, that, I'm just saying that's for a theme park where they're you know having to say kids can't come in without adults because the teens are acting too rowdy. You know what I mean? That's right, not Disney right, right. Behavior, for fuck's sake. For sure. Um, all right, probably the feel good. Uh, I mean, it's sort of weird to call a story that includes a shooting a feel good story, but um, I thought the the coolest fucking shit that happened in sports last weekend. Run that back. <laughs> Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders, who was shot twice. And obviously, you hear a football player shot twice. You're just like, man, please, I hope this guy is alive. And right. then you're, I hope he's healthy. And then anybody, honestly, you get through, anybody. Uh, right. You get through all that. Sure. Maybe I hope he plays football. You're worried about him on a human being level, right? He, he played last weekend for the Commanders and ran out to fucking many men. Which is the most electric shit. That's hard as fuck, bro. That's I hard as hell. chills, bro. When you sent the video, I had chills, Mike. I'm like, I said, when you sent it, you didn't say how you felt about it. You said, this, 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 shit is, this shit is wild. And I'm like, but it's also hard as fuck, nigga. I felt like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, that's crazy. That's crazy. But I'm happy he's healthy. Jesus. You know what I mean? For real, for real. 
I think what I said was football players are crazy, which yeah, is you did. I didn't know if you wanted that out there, you know which is I mean? crazy. No, 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 no. Football players are crazy. And I cover football and players and basketball players. And the football players know, know they're crazy. And but I wanted to let you say that. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Show. But but that was the that was the only other thing about the Draymond shit we didn't talk about was <laughs> Lamar Jack, like a bunch of football players tweeting about that. Get back game. Couldn't have been me. Back. You know, and, and and the thing I said, and this is listen, this is true from high school up to professionals. Football players love calling basketball players pussies. They love that shit, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you though. I'm gonna be honest with you though. I understand the sentiment, and ain't no fair one. <laughs> I just need my lick back any way I can get it. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but Jordan Poole don't seem like that type of dude, like y'all mentioned in the group chat. Also, um, he looked great. <laughs> he looked great yeah. last night, bro. He really don't give a fuck. That behind the back, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got knocked out in front of the bitch, but I'm a ball in front of him too. You feel me? <laughs> so <laughs> feel good for him. Good for him. Uh, okay. And then uh, last topic before we get to our interview with Mina, uh, just have to uh, talk about I think Russell Wilson might have officially taken the Booger Boy of the Week thing from Jim Beheim. That might no longer be a Jim Beheim. That might be the Russell Wilson Booger Boy of the, the Russell Week Russell Wilson Award. Award. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to rename that. We might just start having to call it the Russell Wilson of the Week. Uh, <laughs> Let's Ride Award. <laughs> Let's Ride. <laughs> the Let's Rider of the Week. Um, he tweeted in response to not uh, being shelled by an enemy combatant, which is literally happening in the world right now, by the way, <laughs> in response to the NFL season starting not the way he'd prefer and him playing through, allegedly playing through an injury, he tweeted, as Winston, Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> Winston Churchill. Also, don't keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm turning the fuck go around. the other I way. Want, how did I wind up in hell? I get, need to get out, out of hell, hell please. <laughs> fuck you, me. It's just, it's just, you know, like, like I've mentioned before, how it's just so odd how he has never said anything negative ever in his fucking life publicly, and it feels like this is the closest thing where he's basically, like, well, we're in hell, but we're gonna keep going. <laughs> we're, we're in hell, hell now, Jesus everybody. All the glory. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos Wild Nation, in we're in hell. hell. Let's ride. Right, cool, cool. Right, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Broncos, yeah, Broncos Nation, this is let's hell. ride through hell. <laughs> we in hell. But we're I in hell together, I, guys. I can't, do okay? <laughs> I can't read a defense for shit. Let's ride. <laughs> 250 million or whatever the fuck. Bro, did you see his face when he said it? Zero emotion. Broncos country. It was like somebody flipped the switch in his back. You know, Bronco, like they pulled the strings. Broncos country. Let's run. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would love to see that exact same facial expression and delivery saying, Broncos country, this is hell. Broncos country, this is hell. we're on the fourth circle of hell. <laughs> Broncos country, go get your family back. And then he walks Broncos away. Country. You lost your family, bro. But he said, when he walked away, he like mumbled. Like he, just, he couldn't even. Bless run. It was the saddest shit. The sadness came up a little bit at the end, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a second with our interview with Mina Kimes. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're very excited to kick off the Jenkins and Jones uh, Distinguished Speaker Series talking to smart people about dumb shit uh, by uh, <laughs> introducing uh, Mina Kimes. Uh, Mina, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Dumb shit? You're, you're yeah. saying talking about fruit is dumb shit? <laughs> 
I did prep. <laughs> these, these are some serious conversations. I got a Google draft. This you is really our entire Google plan doc? is to have is to have experts on and then ask them like so, you know get a leading economist on and be like what do you think the funniest kind of fart is mm. you know what I mean it's just like completely <laughs> what's the best athlete yeah, you know what I mean yeah. SBD okay Silent but all right uh, you're a very uh, accomplished and intelligent person we appreciate you being on but I need you to begin by defending your um, cotton candy grapes are good take. <laughs> That's actually my. The grape take to me was, you got, you got a lot to prove right now. <laughs> I feel bad. That's, that's not. That's not even the most provocative fruit take I've dropped this year. <laughs> what are you talking about. Let's get into it. Um, cotton candy grapes are cool, but I feel like you go taste blind to them after like the fifth one. Like they just don't taste like cotton candy anymore after that. I mean. They're just so much better than normal grapes. That was the point I was trying to make. Normal grapes are trash. I don't know. Normal Whoa. grapes frozen? frozen. Slightly frozen? Have you had slightly you frozen, never frozen grapes? Grape. Frozen grapes? No. no. Nature's candy. And the consistency is perfect. They're so consistent. You didn't, do as, much, you didn't do as much prep as you thought that you did if you haven't had frozen <laughs> grapes. I we live it. in this world. <laughs> Dumb conversation. <laughs> okay. The, the point I was trying to make wasn't even that cotton cake, candy grapes are an elite fruit. They're not even in my top five or top 10 fruits, which I have, by the way. Um, okay. It's just that the, <laughs> the, the grapes are that. super high variance because a trash grape is so trash, but then like a perfectly sweet cotton candy grape or better yet, like a Japanese grape that costs like $99 a bushel. The... The range is so dramatic for grapes, whereas other fruits, like a banana, always tastes like a banana. There's no good bananas or bad. I mean, it, it depends mm -hmm. on ripeness, but the the actual the banana is the banana. But with grapes, you just you can get such a wide variety. I feel like if you eat Maybe a bad grape, broke. I feel like if you eat a bad grape, that's on you because you can eyeball a bad grape. Like it's usually mushy, it's not firm, it might have some brown spots on it. Like I've never been surprised by eating a firm grape and it was like trash. It's more that like the basic grape you get. Okay, like I don't know in the cafeteria if you get fruit salad, that grape. Just imagine that grape. First of all, any piece of fruit in a cafeteria fruit salad is bad, but the grape is just so boring. <laughs> and like, or if let's say you're at the airport and they sell grapes in like a container, it's not good. Like it's not. It, it's just like a, the most bland, nothing fruit. I feel like you've tasted grapes I didn't know exist. And maybe I'm too broke to understand that the regular grapes, <laughs> you know, she nods her head. Yeah, you are. She's correct <laughs> about the grapes from modern times. Yeah. She's, she's correct, I, I, she's correct about getting real Japanese grapes. You get Japanese what you pay grapes. for. She's because yeah. regular grapes yeah. are good to me. The regular grape is good to me in, in, in almost all situations. Like it's a, And it's super consistent. Like Tyler said, you can see a bad grape I enjoy them thoroughly, like the regular bushel from Trader Joe's. Like, but I've never heard of Japanese grapes, though, honestly. So I haven't either. They're... Have y'all heard of muscadine <laughs> grapes? That might be some country shit. The... They they call them bullets. Uh, yeah, they they are they kind of purple. Yeah, like they really, they're, they're really, really they're round. Those are yeah. the size yeah. of like a, a a golf ball basically, delicious. and it's a big ass right. glob of deliciousness inside of it. Yeah. They, those are the, those really are the grapes they have. They have yeah. kings eat when they're trying to have them signify that they're exactly. like overfull. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they're gluttonous. <laughs> that they like explode the when you bite into them. The thing about 
fruit is that America's fruit game is extraordinarily weak. And when you so many times, yeah, right. Whether it's South America or Asia, once you leave the States, you realize the fruit you've been eating your whole life is mostly trash. However, uh, grocery stores now have like you have more exotic fruits available to you, whether it's a genetically engineered cotton candy grape, which maybe that's unethical. I don't know. Or, you know, extremely expensive. I don't know. Asian pears, which is a top type five fruit, by the way. You are your eyes are open to like what fruit what is possible with fruit because that American kids when you grow up like you don't really think of fruit as being that great right like do kids in this country grow up loving fruit no no cherry flavor candy was so much better I was so disappointed the first time I had a cherry after eating cherry candy for, as a, for years as a kid I was like what the fuck <laughs> I think cherries are delicious they are but it's, it wasn't better than uh, than cherry candy to like ten year old me no way in hell cherry candy tastes like uh, medicine though to me. Medicine to me, yeah. So let's talk about this yeah, top ten list though, because I'm, I'm, I want to. I'll probably hear some some fruit that I never heard of. Are mango steams in there? Not on my list, but they're good. They're good. Wow. I mean, they're not even top ten. It's obviously subjective. I'll just do my, my top five. Yeah. Counting down. Well, can, okay. can we hold on? Can we establish a couple of ground rules, like on the analytics? Are we talking about the best average experience of a fruit, or like the what fruit has the highest like peak? No, experience? no, no. It's like mad, and like you got to factor in everything. There's different. Like I, I would say consistency. Like you, a higher variance fruit is actually bad because you don't want a fruit where it has right. to be like perfect and ripe okay. and everything has to go well. Um, right. Right. Like strawberries. This is John's anti-strawberry agenda. Yeah, yeah, bad strawberries are really bad. Strawberries are obviously not on my list. Um, but like a really good strawberry is really good, but the variance is oh, too yeah. high. Um, 80% of them, not good. Yeah, 80 feels high, but... Can I? Can we say 60? Yeah. I've had a lot of bad strawberries. We argued We argued about this for a half hour on the podcast. Okay, There's sorry a about lot that. of bad two, strawberries. Like two weeks you're ago. Right. No, no, you're, you're right about that for yeah. sure. And they're un, another thing is like, is it annoying to prepare? I also factored that in. For example, like, oh, okay. like oh. mangoes are so good, but by the time I'm cutting up a mango, it's like this big because <laughs> I'm just hacking away at it. Whereas if, you know, <laughs> someone else makes it for me, it's incredible, right? Like you get a mango in a cup is amazing, but... I'm factoring that in as well. Another fruit that would be in the top five, if not for the preparation factor, is star fruit. Have you guys had star fruit? Yes. I've yes. heard about it. Yes. I agree, would agree on the preparation never being had a, it. I a, never a, had a hurdle. Before. I feel like I feel like mangoes. I feel like mangoes. Uh, Particular. I'm sort of have a specific fruit experience living in Southern California because we do get food. a ton of South American fruit, and and also there are people selling fresh fruit everywhere, and so it's easy to get mangoes with no preparation. You know what I mean? Which also there's a cheat code to cutting them. You just cut around the seed and then splice them in like a what is that a what's the the the, the boxes? Uh, like what's the, it the called? grid look like a tic tac toe. Thing? Yeah. And yeah, the grid, and then eat them right off the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the skin, which is still delicious. Yeah. And did it feels you like have a very that, natural did you have experience. that method before marrying Rata? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, not everyone but not married before a, coming to LA, though. Yeah, 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 for not, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, that, that didn't hurt. <laughs> that didn't hurt, you know what I'm saying? But go ahead. <laughs> okay, number five, papaya. Papayas are amazing. Papaya gets undercut a little bit because I'm not good at cutting them. Uh, and the seeds can be a little bit much, but a good papaya, you feel like you're on vacation no matter where you are. It could be the dead of winter in Connecticut. A good okay, papaya okay, is okay. transportive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the combination, yeah, yeah. The, that guava papaya combination that pops up a lot, that's 
delicious. delicious. Absolutely delicious. delicious. Number five might be a little provocative. Uh-oh. That is that's pretty provocative that's to go papaya. Right. No, 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 I'm sorry. Right, four, right, four, right, right. That's that's okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Kiwi. Mm. I love kiwis. Kiwi is good. Have you tried the golden kiwis that yes. are way sweeter? Yeah, also great. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my, oh my those god. Those are really good. Yeah. Really good. Unbelievable. My wife loves them. Yeah. But, and I've never yes. had a bad kiwi yes. too. Like I can't think of a 100%. time where kiwi right. was not That's good. It. You know what I'm saying? So They're very all consistent. Good. Yeah. Easy to make. Easy to get that skin off. Yeah. Um, you can eat it a bunch of different ways. Elevates, you yeah. know, system player, everyone around him is better. Yeah. Staple, right. staple, staple in fruit salad too. If your fruit salad doesn't have kiwi, it yeah. is not a real fruit salad. Dude. Yeah, yeah, Facts. right. Like, and if you get like a little bit of kiwi flavor, like on the grape or on the mm. other fruits, it's, a beautiful, it's good. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah. Good addition. Okay, number three. That wasn't as controversial as, as you thought. Okay. Yeah, kiwi was going to be no, no, my no. semi-provocative number five pick. It's maybe a, it's I would say maybe having okay. it before is slightly provocative, but we all number agree three on is actually pretty provocative. Because this one is a little bit high variance. I love blackberries. Like a, a, really? a sweet, juicy, blackberries? A sweet, juicy blackberry. First of all, no preparation required, which elevates it immediately. Okay, fair. A perfect blackberry. Arguably, is number one. The only reason it's number three on my list is because there's a little bit of variance. Love blackberries. They, I don't think I've ever really had a sweet black blackberry. I think blackberry, like blackberry cobbler is phenomenal one of the best desserts out there but like a, a straight black yep. up straight up blackberry mm. i have been underwhelmed i'm gonna be honest is here. this a regional issue they're is this tart. a regional they're issue no no, no. okay yeah. you guys more are eating the sweet, wrong blackberries yeah. that's fine you got it somebody's got it <laughs> but variants no variance. i'm in the south man blackberries are a big fucking deal here man so right, i don't know right. when they're really big you know oh my god okay number two i already suggested <laughs> this one earlier um Asian pear. Have you guys had Asian pears? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I have. My wife yes. is half Japanese yep. and and does shop at Madukai, and I've had a great many Asian pears. And I I would say, uh, here's my question: How important is the presentation of the Asian pear to you, coming in the little no, lace no, 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 uh, no. doily yeah. thing that it no, does? No, not. I mean, Asian pears easy to. By the way, I feel like um, everyone who says yes to that question, well, not everybody, but I do get a lot of yes. I, I'm I'm married to a Japanese woman or have a half Jap or half Asian significant other. That's the only way you ever would strong. have an Asian pair is if someone goes to the those grocery yeah, stores. Because yeah, because they don't really sell them very often at you know white people grocery stores. However, they are I mean the Correct. the combination of juiciness, the size of it, an Asian pear is like a whole meal. Like when I'm done eating an Asian yeah. pear, I feel like full. Um it's just so delicious. You really got to try it. It's so delicious. I think the other thing about Asian pears is that I think regular pears are like the worst fruit. Like yeah, I think that they're not like good. they're terrible. And so like when she was, you know, you're, you start dating and you're like sharing your world with the other person and she's like an Asian pear and I was like, "You're giving me a fucking pear?" You know, like <laughs> And it's like, "Oh, it's life-changing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a little bit of a hipster ass top 5 so far, you know, but I but I, it's it is, difficult man. to attack it on an individual pick level. What, what am I going to say? <laughs> Apple? Come on. <laughs> Apples are so overrated though. Just period. Just period. They're Again. a lie. We'll do, okay, That's we we got to hear the, number the 1 and then we'll do the most fruits overrated of our youth and underrated. Are not not the worst. Good. Yeah, we were lied to. All right, qu- number one, the number one fruit. You guys want to guess? Um, 
I thought it was going to be Asian pears. I know that you're a big Asian pear proponent. So that I, 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 you, you, you you crossed me up already. It's like, is it likey, lychee, lychee, lychee? Lychee's top 10. That's racist. That's racist. You think she's about to say something. No, you just said I thought it would be Asian pear. I just think she's going to say some hipster shit. Profiling. Fuji apple? The number one fruit I'm stressed Is the white peach Really? Oh my god Oh god Tyler you had one? Yeah yeah We get those down here like crazy Um, They're they're firm as hell You know what I'm saying They're they're not as mushy as as the Run of the mill peaches Um, They're a little tartar But they are delicious So juicy Yeah that Yeah that was that was a left turn. I did not expect when that. You, when, yeah, white peaches. When good. you bite into a white peach, first of all, it ranks highly on all the things we discussed. You know, high high right. floor, easy to prepare, always good. But when you bite into a white peach, and there's just like the little juices, and it's just so it's the perfect not not too sweet, not too tart. Mm. It's the perfect fruit. And so, I just looked up a white peach I've had one before in St. Louis. We just call those peaches. Uh, no, <laughs> that's that different. Yes, we just yeah they are no no. I, I just looked though. it up. I saw it. It's crispier. It's crispier and it's tartar. I just thought it was a unripe peach. I swear to God, <laughs> I thought they were just unripe peaches. <laughs> so I was like, where the real one at? You know what I mean? That's what I'm here for. I'm a country motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at. It. I'm not mad at it. Okay, so that's white not, white I'm, peach, Asian pear, blackberries, kiwi, and papaya. That's that's solid. Do you feel like I've left out any obvious fruits? I think mangosteen is way better than all of those. Like I think mangosteen is is like the closest thing that Earth has made to like a candy. Like it's 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 I I, I didn't I've I never tasted anything like mm-hmm. a mangosteen before eating a mangosteen. Like it it was it was I didn't know fruit could, fruit could get mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're good. So that's so. Tyler, what do you think? Well, Tyler, what's on your top five that's not on there? Um, pineapple is my goat. I think that's the best pineapple fruit crazy. out there, all things considered. Um, I look at it like, you know, LeBron's my goat, so I'll draw some parallels here, right? <laughs> you got to look at the <laughs> consistency there. Never have I ever eaten a bad pineapple. You got to look at the versatility mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, it's used in, you know, as a standalone fruit. It's used in desserts. It's used in savory cooking. Like the Hawaiians get down with pineapples in their savory dishes. You know, so it's, it's the versatility there. So I think pineapple wins out to me, like I said, because it's the consistency, the versatility. Mm. See, I don't see pineapples being like LeBron at all because pineapple is, I, I hear you on the consistency, but it's a real pain in the ass to prepare, right? Like, like you, you really gonna like go buy a pineapple, pineapple, come back to your house, get a gigantic knife, cut it open. The pine, yeah, the pineapple pick assumes pre preparation. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Have yeah, you, do yeah. you, do you cut your own like pineapples chunks, like ever? No. I have no. never cut. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have never bought a whole pineapple. Everybody, I buy the pineapple chunks. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, <laughs> I'm allergic to pineapple and still eat them. Really? I don't care, bro. I don't want to live a life a without pi- a pineapple. pineapple on a, on a Virginia yes, Smithfield ham. Oh my god, bro! Oh yeah, that's that's Chico. Though. Yes, pork and pineapple. Come on, yeah. The, the pineapples <laughs> that they put in um um what's Al Pastor tacos too? Yeah, delicious. 
I guess it is like LeBron. It goes well with a lot of different yes. things. Now that you think about it, they're even they're even heathens who eat it on their pizza, which could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> have you had? Yeah, we'll, we'll have you bad. on next. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do an off season pizza podcast. Like I didn't that. even know you could be allergic to fruit. Yeah, yeah. I know. I have a do. Uh, my homie's allergic to uh, pineapple. But he told me he was prior to me knowing I was. Um, and I, I thought that was ridiculous too. But yeah, I'm definitely allergic to pineapple. It, it, it developed as I got older. <laughs> It changed the taste. I get, my tongue swells up a Sh little bit. Char's, but, uh, Char's roommate I, I in college also had a pineapple allergy. It had to do with like the specific kind of acid in it or something. Mm -hmm. yeah, and the way so. that she discovered that she had become allergic to it was that we were all eating pineapple in a UCLA dorm room at like 2 o'clock in the morning and her lips started bleeding. God <laughs> damn. Like, oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Mine like it was shifts great. the taste of the food I eat afterwards. So if I eat it, I the food afterwards doesn't taste like it's supposed to taste. But I'll eat like I'll get high and eat like a bag of them. It's you know they're 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 that. Does good. everybody agree the worst fruit is cantaloupe? Oh yeah, yes. melons, cantaloupe, melons generally except shit. for watermelon. <laughs> yeah, watermelon is the only redeemable melon, and I think watermelon is technically a berry, isn't it? I don't know. Let me Google that shit. I feel like I've heard that. I it's I like how strawberries aren't cantaloupe. berries; yeah. they're actually aggregate fruits. Really? Yeah, I mean, strawberries. What is, what is it? Like, like, yeah. Like a yeah, mutant? yeah, what is that? It's yeah, like a please. separate genus Like a of bunch fruit. of different fruits combined together? Yeah, like because each seed is actually its own Google fruit. seems to say that watermelon is, a, is of the, I'm not going to say the words, of a specific type, I don't know how to pronounce it, a specific type of fruit family. Try and pronounce it. Duker Try and pronounce it. Bitaceae? Yeah, of course. of course, naturally, including watermelons, <laughs> cucumbers, and gourds yeah. are referred are a type of berry referred to as pepos. Uh, yep. So pumpkins are berries, according to this random gourds, website right? called Britannica.com. I think I think that Britannica <laughs> guy might be onto something here. Um, I think persimmons are top oh, five. Persimmons are in my top ten. Top yeah, they're oh god, okay. a persimmon. Oh my god, again. Yeah, that's one thing I learned from my from my wife. She pulled a persimmon out. She took a picture of them like on her IG, and I was with my homie, and he he was he was like, I was like, yo, why the fuck is she taking pictures of like tomatoes? Like, <laughs> like who, who who does that? And he's like, that's a persimmon. <laughs> like, I can't believe you call that a tomato. He was pissed, so I had them now. I think They're delicious, kids today you know, I mean? you know all these um, exotic they, fruits because. Because a lot, because it's not, it used to be like you had to go to like the Asian grocery store or like the Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. But now I, I feel like, yeah, most grocery stores have like a more exotic array of fruits than when we were kids. Yeah, I, I feel like feel when like we, we were kids, it was just like red delicious apples and oranges and bananas. And that was like it, We were bro. shopping at Kroger, though. <laughs> yeah. We were shopping at Kroger and shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Food Lion. They have like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. So it's a different, you know, they have different options. So during COVID, when my kids were like, we would walk to school and pick up the lunch and like bring it home or whatever, just so that they could be outside of the house for 10 minutes a day. <laughs> we, like that was a transport back. Like they're still getting the exact same fruit at school. Like it's still red delicious really? apples, carrot sticks, and a fucking string cheese wow. or whatever. But I, I agree with you, the grocery stores have changed. And I also think there's just a lot more kinds of grocery stores than there were. Like the only way I would ever have had any of these, any really any fruit we've named today is at the farmer's market with my mom. And now mm -hmm. it's like, they're definitely in Southern California. I feel like they're kind of everywhere. Hmm. Most of them. I don't know. Some of them exactly. you still have to work for. John Tyler, I'm curious. What, what else is in your top five that, uh, that hasn't been named yet? Or what, or what did you agree with Mina on? 
I think frozen grapes should be in the top five, Mina. You can't just I think say you frozen. You need to try frozen grapes. No. No, I, and I, I'm not like outside of the top five, but I do think you personally, as someone who clearly thinks about fruit a lot, I do like frozen, frozen berries, grapes. like frozen raspberries and uh, blueberries. Like when you get a bag of them at the grocery store and then I'll just eat them out of the yes. bag. Mm-hmm. I think frozen grapes are almost a different fruit. You know what I mean? Like, they're so good. It's like it's not like they're not just grapes anymore. You know what I mean? They've they've come to, they've come become something else. They're when they transcended. Become frozen. <laughs> it's like they have cream. transcended, yes. my friend. Going you know to the ice mean? cream category. So you should tap in. I'm gonna tell you, I've been beating this drum <laughs> for years. Cherry plums. Has anyone on this panel had a cherry plum? No, I I'm had a cherry one. plum because of you. I had a cherry plum because of you. <laughs> Because they you're you're evangelizing so for cherry plums, and I yes, agree with you, yes. they're way better than regular plums, yes, and yes, way better they, than regular cherries. Yes, it's it is the best of both of them, and it's combined to be even better than both of them. It's like how how a liger is like bigger than a tiger in a lion. It's like like that is like the cherry plum <laughs> hybrid there. Are, are, I'm gonna tell you the fruit that's the biggest lie though. Dragon fruit. It is a beautiful fruit. It's purple and pink and pure white on the inside, and it tastes like packing peanuts. That fruit is a goddamn lie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck dragon fruit. <laughs> I think the 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 American agenda of like uplifting apples is, is some bullshit too. You know what I mean? Like apples are like they're they're a very mediocre, acceptable yeah. fruit. You know what I mean? To like base them on like. Like to, to, to the way that we we were told, like apples are like the best thing, best fruit on the planet is fucking ridiculous. So, I think that's like there's a lot of propaganda behind apples. Well, apples, 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 apples are like corn lots. syrup. It's it's this it's the yeah. same agenda as like corn syrup. It's like they're easy to grow and they're cheap to grow, and so it's like we have fucking ten billion apples. We better try and convince people they're good. Is the like what can we do? We can juice them. We can sauce them up. We we can put them in a pie. We can just make children eat them. We can stick them in a barrel at Halloween with water in it and make kids go dunking for cider. Cider's right. good. Is is the apple yeah, America's like national fruit? Because you know, like how it feels like. I it. feel like it, right? People, well, they're always like American is apple pie, but do we have a national fruit? Because yeah. there's state fruits, right? Yeah, there I are Google, states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I, 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 Google says I, 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 I was surprised by this that the national fruit of the United States of America is the blueberry. What the fuck the type blueberry? of blueberry? That's almost un-American. Blueberry? Blueberries. Blueberries are another fruit that's trash on some standalone shit, but they're like delicious and like muffins and pancakes and shit. I don't understand and blueberries. Pie, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing with blueberries, for me to like blueberries, I have to eat like 10 at once to get the yeah. like amount of juice that I want. The sweetness out of of one. So I yeah. so I'll get a I'll get a handful of them and they're good. One is trash, you know what I mean? Which is odd. But I feel like apples are, I guess like I don't I don't know why I thought apple was like what everybody assumed America. was like the fruit of America. You know pie. what I mean? Because the pie, I feel like. Yeah. And there's only two good apples, like, right? The honey crisp. And then like Pink Lady like is my favorite. Pink, Pink yes. Ladies. Those I only like two Fuji Pink Ladies my favorite. Yeah, but I do. I know I earlier I said it was profiling, but I actually do like them. Um <laughs> also like an apple feels like, like very on brand for like America. Just yeah. big, loud, not that great. <laughs> but yeah. you pretend stuff great. I probably shouldn't be in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> During the pandemic, I did have peanut butter and apples for the first time in my life, and that was that was delicious. You never had that. I'm not gonna lie, dipping. Nah, bro, never, never. Ne that That's never. That's like nothing, peak something, kid, nah, I, kid I still have never had that. So, 
Yeah. Tyler Tyler hadn't even had string cheese to like eight months yeah, ago. Yeah, we introduced Tyler to string cheese and so when he came out to Santa Monica uh during the NBA playoffs. He'd what never had think? string cheese. I ate it a month before you, him. I had <laughs> had it before that. You shouldn't have told him how to eat it and just watch him bite into it, you know, like the junkets would do in school. You should have seen like when I like there was a picture we took when I like pulled the string and told him like why it's called string cheese. And he's like genuinely like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> pure surprise. You like One a of my favorite things with fruit is when people don't know how to eat them. Like watching a kid just like bite into a watermelon as a kid or something, or like you know, like there's just something so funny about somebody like not understanding their way to prepare a fruit. I have a I list of pear mangoes recently. So. I have a list of the official state fruits for each state. Several states do not have official state fruits, including California, which is probably a like civil war preventative measure or something, yeah, I guess. Um, between you know, avocados and orange or whatever the fuck. Um, I've never heard of some of these fruits. Have you all ever heard of a pawpaw? P A W P A W? Hell no. What the fuck is that? Who and what country <laughs> is that? Some shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> Yeah, let's not look up the origins of the word papa, Jackson. Uh, it's that's Ohio's state Again. fruit. Oh, the actual name for it is Asamina triloba. Asamina. That sounds like Texas's oh. official fruit is a Texas red grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Did Virginia go smarty sense. arty yeah. and go tomato there? Because Hanover tomatoes are like the biggest fucking export here, or did they? Delaware's state fruit is uh is strawberries. These are all bad fruits. Yeah, no one has again. a Minnesota state fruit is specifically the honey crisp. America. Apple. <laughs> all right, right. And and wasn't it like weren't these listed like hellas ago? You right. know what I mean? So Yeah, we updated. How many how much access did they have to like the fruits around the globe? You know what I mean? Yeah. Washington state fruit is an apple, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. My my mom lives in Central Washington now. It's like Apple World. Like every, it's just everything is apples. Apple, apple, apple. It's like the it's like the 1910s. You know what I mean? It's like it's Apple Week in Wenatchee, Washington. <laughs> but like, what do you mean? It's like everything's about apples this week. Along the lines of what I was saying about people who eat, I I went to school with a kid. Must have been like first or second grade who would eat the entire apple. <laughs> no, the core too. Entire apple. <laughs> I should look him up. He's probably a serial killer now. (laughs) Yeah, check him out on Facebook. You should look him up in an official record request in the correctional system. Yeah, I just remember it so vividly. Being so confused by it. Okay, I have another top five fruit, and I, I th- some of the, my picks would be boring, but I do think that a, a cold watermelon. On in the summer is like as good a fruit eating experience as you can have. I know that's not a particularly interesting pick, but like, I don't know. I I would have to have watermelon in my top five. It's so good. It's nothing's so good. more refreshing. Yeah. No fruit's more refreshing than a watermelon. You know what I mean? Like that quenches you. You know what I'm saying? That's number one. The list of as long as I don't have to prepare fruits. Watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah, that's fair. But if someone gives me like a plate of watermelon, yeah. My hottest fruit take yeah. is that the majority of fruits are better if served cold. Every single is that a is hot it? take? Okay, maybe it's not. That's not a hot take. That's I feel like most people. Are there any yeah, fruits? Yeah. That I feel like most people eat fruits <laughs> room temperature. Yeah, 
a lot of people. Again, because like watermelon are usually like fruit room temperature. I want watermelon, right? You know what I mean? Every like, single day. Watermelon be too big apples. to put in the fridge and shit. Apples, bananas. Oh, yeah, I you're right. Damn. No one's ever served that fruit room no, outside I mean, on the counter. Room. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like in a pie. Here's a bowl of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Here's a bowl of warm grapes. <laughs> some warm grapes for you. That's disrespectful, low key. They hand you some warm grapes. I might be mad at them. They're like, come on, man. What did I do to you? You feel what I'm saying? Like, Fresh out of the oven. That's it. <laughs> right, right. Here's some warm grapes. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay, what up? John, Tyler, anything else that would be in your top five? Let me think. No. Let, me, let me see if I can give any shine to any overlooked fruits here. Chilton County peaches from Chilton County in particular in Alabama. That's a hell of a peach. They're known for their peaches. So during my time in Alabama, <laughs> I take back my straight hipster Chilton comment about, about yeah. Mina's list. You're going <laughs> county-specific <laughs> incarnations. Of Alabama, though. I don't know if it's hipster <laughs> if you're going to Chilton County. <laughs> All right, Mina, do you have the rest of your top 10 written out? Um, I mean, I named some of like... them. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I, okay. I didn't name raspberries also made my top 10. I don't think I mentioned that. I really like raspberries. I know they're not for everyone. And but they're all they all taste the same. That's one thing. Like every raspberry tastes like a raspberry. Pretty much unless it's like dirty or moldy or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just I love raspberries. I think all the other ones I named. Okay. Persimmon, yeah. you, you got persimmon, lychee, starfruit, mungo. Yeah. My, the take that started all of this, I don't think I even said it. The really, the one that got people going on the internet was I said, honeydew is actually good. You guys just haven't had good honeydew to the world. So you don't like cantaloupe, yes. but you like honeydew. Yeah. I think they're both like. They're both filler in fruit cups. This is me. a you know what I mean. Honeydew has a higher ceiling, but it is you don't often run it's, across a good. This is why it's not on the list. Like. Don't get me wrong, because it's usually bad. But <laughs> yeah, if when you it's usually it's an Asian grocery store thing. When you encounter like a really good, sweet, juicy, fresh honeydew, it's actually really good. But they're rare and. It's yeah. been bastardized. Yeah, like, how do you pick that? Is it hard to pick a good honeydew too? Like I know, like watermelons, it could be. You can kind of get lucky sometimes, you know what I mean? Or unlucky, depending on Watermelons you know what I mean, by but... noise. Is it the same with honeydews? So I don't know because I, I almost never picked my own fruit growing up. This, this is the thing about having an Asian mom. People always talk about like, you know, the negatives of having a tiger mom or whatever and the stereotypes. <laughs> but the, the great thing is when you come home from school every day, you are served a platter of just the most exotic, rare fruits like 20 different fruits <laughs> every day I would come home from school. <laughs> and even when I go home now, I'm in my 30s and it's not out. I'm disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> like I'll, I'll walk downstairs and I'll be like, <laughs> And then like I'll sit on the couch for a little bit and then she'll come, come in and they'll be all freshly arrayed. Perfect. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, all right. Any other uh, fruit takes we got to get off or should we let uh, Mina go back to being a, a professional at something other than fruit picking? <laughs> well, thank you for giving me a platform to air out my agenda. 
We, we got to get America to change the national fruit. You don't hear about that a lot. When you you know, I don't like to talk politics, but <laughs> <laughs> if not, if not now, when the fucking blueberry, come on. Right. Yeah, fucking blueberry. I, yeah, that's, we, that's yeah. I can't wait that's to log on and, and see on awful announcing you've been suspended for just like, just totally running off the fucking rails. Just like, <laughs> I have to get the white peach agenda out there. <laughs> right. Can we ask you we do have a I mean, couple all, of other like ongoing very dumb debates <laughs> okay oh, <laughs> <laughs> all stone fruits matter I mean, for my sure. other top uh, my other <laughs> look at my top five and you can see that you know if you remember it yes and... yeah for sure it's, it's a dei friendly top five for sure <laughs> um we do have two other ongoing uh really stupid Actually, debates really? and i would love to get a, a a, a, a one, a one, white it is peach really, Asian it, pear it, it, blackberry. Was... <laughs> I didn't even think about. It. All right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and specifically Hispanic kiwis. That was an interesting choice, but that's where you went with it. You know, <laughs> that's me. Inclusive. Um, okay. We can I ask you what do you think is more important in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the peanut butter or the jelly? The jelly, because all peanut butter is good. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Can I ask you? <laughs> Lots of smart people on the jelly the reasoning, side, man. No, A lot no, no, of no, smart no. people no, on no, this th side of the table, John. <laughs> no, the, at, in this particular podcast, but in history, people have said the peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. But her reasoning is very different from y'all, and I actually respect this reasoning. All right. What is more athletic, a rat or a squirrel? A squirrel. They literally, there's a squirrel wow. climbing a tree outside my window right now. Thank you. Rat, rats don't have vert. You can't see the rat because it climbed the tree so fast that it just already got up there. That's the, <laughs> right. that's the difference. And you saw the squirrel because it didn't know what decision to make when it was trying to cross the road. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> so you, the rat already made a decision that was up there. So yeah. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I think squirrels are too, they're mentally, they just don't got it for me for when it comes to playing sports. I just don't know they're if they dangerous. can do it. You know what I mean? They're not tough enough. They don't have that toughness needed, you know what I mean, to be a, a, a athlete, you know what I mean? They don't got that dog in them. They're squirrels. Right. <laughs> if they were track, I mean, they, right, they, they, could, they, could, they would kill a, 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 like in track. They would kill in track. Most other sports, I think the rat would be more dominant. Never seen a rat do Rats anything athletic in my life. I think so. Just saying. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Chip and Dale. I saw, I them saw play a rat shoot across the street once. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a rat shoot across the street once, and that's what made me think. Because it was faster than I was told. I think also... The rats are more the, muscular. The way we talk you know about I mean? rats yeah. make us think they're not athletic. But if we actually looked at their, like, you know, the breakdown of their speed, you know, the and also got into the intangibles, you know what I mean? They, they're, they're, they'd be a great athlete. What's, what what swayed me against squirrels was finding out in an article while doing research because we literally spent I think like two hours talking about rats versus squirrels arguing um, till we were sweating yeah 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 <laughs> squirrels frequently will while running across the street their hearts will explode because of the anxiety of like seeing a car and so like if you've ever seen when you're driving like a squirrel get halfway across and kind of just stop it like probably just had apparently like a fatal squirrel heart attack horrible. That Isn't is that horrible. Horrifying? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Bro, remember when Adrian But that has to be a mark against We the saw squirrel. that while driving. That's a mark against bro. humanity. Squirrels did not factor in cars <laughs> coming into their existence, so, well, bro. Okay. So that, are you going to blame humanity when it tries to, to when it when it tries to that's when fair. it's a, as a running back and has to make a decision on which hole to hit and it just passes out? You know what I mean? That's not the, the, the squirrel. It's that's hey, bro. Whoever God, the universe, whatever, whoever, whoever invented the B gap, fucked up. You're, <laughs> And the squirrel, when they collide, shit ain't sweet, brother. You know what I'm saying? If you did a combine for both animals, the squirrel would dominate it. So, three cone. But if you actually put them in games. Oh, you're talking about this is a common debate in my world. The rat is only winning the bitch press. Versus straight line Uh, speed. I respect it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen a flying squirrel? I see that squirrel hitting that gap without thinking. And they're going to hit it hard. They can take some hits. I'm not a squirrel, but I'm saying the rat. The squirrel going to get beat up. She said, have you seen a flying squirrel? We, we, I believe yes, we cut the flying, flying squirrels, squirrels out because yeah, oh, we, we felt like cool. it was... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool yeah. animal. Yeah. It was contentious, guys. though. It was contentious to cut it out. Mm-hmm. I Tyler, think- was, Tyler was anti taking this flying squirrel out, but you know... <laughs> All right, Mina, thank you so much for hopping on with us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, We'll try and come up with an even better dumb topic to have you on maybe in the off season when you're not uh, working 90 hours a week. But thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I'm I'm going to go free some grapes. Learned a lot today. Life changing. There we go. There we go. For sure. Do that. Do that. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. This Thursday night football game features the Commanders and the Bears in a battle that everyone can't wait to watch. I'm going to build the same game parlay built on pessimism. I'm going to take all the unders. I'm going to take the under on the point total. I'm going <laughs> to bet against all the players. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll go with the commanders to win in uh, a game that really you've got to love the sport of football to be fired up for. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code JNJ if you don't already have an account. That's promo code JNJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Disclaimer must be 21 and over in select states. Three plus legs minimum. $1 bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable. Free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. All right. Our thanks to Mina for hopping on with us uh, and talking about fruit for what Jackson has informed us was upwards of 35 minutes. <laughs> we wild as hell. <laughs> Can't believe we wasted that. That wasted Mina's time like that. But <laughs> grateful for it popping on. Yeah, you know appreciate you, Mina. And if we could convince her to have had frozen grapes, it will be worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be like one, 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 one person at a time. You know what I mean? That's how we moving it. This frozen grape agenda, new propaganda, anti apple, <laughs> anti strawberry. We're changing. The- <laughs> We're changing the landscape of fruit in America. 
All right, y'all. Uh, we will. That's it for this week. We'll see y'all on Thursday. We got another special guest coming up for that episode. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll see y'all then. Bye. 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 It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.